Welcome to the iSoftPole Main Course Podcast, where we get straight to the point, the meat and potatoes. Now let's dig in. All right, welcome to the iSoftPole Main Course Podcast. Today is episode three with Matt Shear of iSoftPole. We're going to be talking about the top 10 facts of soft credit checks. Matt is an account executive here at iSoftPole. He's been in this business for about three years now, and he's an expert in all things soft pulls. And his clients are mortgage brokers, solar, uh, business loans. And so having a chance to talk to all these businesses, he understands soft pulls. So let's dive right in. So Matt, first question. Soft pulls don't require a social security number. Tell me about that. Well, you know, that's probably one of the most common questions I get when I jump on the phone with someone. You know, I have people from all over the United States calling me. Mortgage brokers, business loans professionals, solar guys, you name it. And everyone's just really surprised. How are you able to pull these reports without a social security number? Yeah, how do you do that? You know, it's it's real simple. And the way that I explain it is soft pulls do not need a date of birth, does not need a social. That's because they're associated with the trade line issued in someone's name. So say you have a credit card. The credit card is going to be issued to the home address or you have an auto loan. That auto loan is going to be issued to that home address. So with a soft pull, all they really need is that full name and address. You don't need the date of birth. You don't need the social because they're able to pull the report based on those two identifiers. Well, what happens? I mean, it can't happen all the time. What's the match rate? I mean, I imagine that some of my trade lines aren't reported, right? Well, sure. I mean, most people's trade lines are going to be reported that address, but there are some rare occasions. Like take into the fact you have a junior and a senior living at the same address, you know, father and son still living at the same house. You know, nowadays, post-COVID, that's more common than you would think. So because of that, there is some very rare occasions where you might need a date of birth or you might need a social as a, an additional identifier. Really, that's all it is. So if in that example, if someone lives at the same address as someone else with the same name, we will need a little bit more info, just one more identifier to match that person. So in those rare situations, the date of birth and or the social would be required to pull the report. Now, the other reason why you might need to get some extra information is let's say that a trade line or all their trade lines are not associated with that address. Let's say someone just downgraded because of the time we live in, the you know home prices are just out of control. So people are going from living in you know four bedroom homes down to living in no apartment. So that's a new address. Same thing. If that new address has not been updated with the credit bureaus, meaning it hasn't been updated on their credit um, for the credit cards or auto loans or mortgages, then that would be a situation where you would also need to get a little bit more information, like an additional identifier, which would be the social or date of birth. So if you if you use the social, is it a hard pull then? No. So it's all about intent. So the intent of a soft pull, whether you give social or date of birth or not, is all about pre-qualification. And that's where it comes down to the simple facts of, we're not putting in a full loan application here. I'm just wanting to know, am I pre-qualified if I was to put in the loan application? So by giving a date of birth and or a social to pull a soft pull, it's plain and simple. It's a soft pull. That's all it is. It doesn't change. Great. So we just talked about social security number, date of birth. Fact two, does it show up as an inquiry 
on a credit report? So that's another question I get quite a lot. And I actually like answering this question because, you know, an inquiry is um, viewed in two different ways. Now you have a commercially visible inquiry and you have a non-commercially visible inquiry. Two totally separate things. Now, an inquiry is an inquiry in the way that it will appear on the credit report. But a hard inquiry is indicating that you put in a full loan application. So with a soft pull, it does place an inquiry, but it's invisible to the uh, commercial view. Therefore, a commercial view of your credit rating is not going to show that you had a soft pull credit check done on it. What's the difference between a commercial view and a... What's the other, I guess? So the other one is if you were viewing your own credit report, you would see that a soft pull has been done on your account or on your credit, but it didn't impact your credit score. So the big difference is the difference between placing an inquiry uh, on your report, which stays on your report for a minimum of two years. That's another big factor. So a hard inquiry goes on your credit rating and it impacts your credit in a negative way because it's meaning that you actually put in an application to take out financing, stays on your credit report for two years until it falls off. A soft inquiry, it's not gonna appear on your overall credit report when lenders look at it, but it will appear on your credit report if you are looking at your own credit and you would see a soft inquiry on there. So soft pull fact two, a, a soft pull does not place an inquiry on your credit report. Would you say that's a misnomer? Because it actually does place an inquiry on your credit report. How do you get around that? Like I see people talking about soft pulls don't place an inquiry. What's so, your response there? And you know, I'm glad you brought that up because when it comes to the true heart of this question, does a soft pull negatively impact my credit score? And the answer is absolutely not. That's the question they're getting after, that, right? That is what they want to know. An inquiry doesn't really affect anything if it doesn't affect your credit score, right? Exactly. Soft pull fact three. A pre-qualification soft pull is the exact same information on a hard pull. True or false? True. What do you mean by that? What's on it? Is it a summary? What, what's on a soft pull? So a soft pull is the full entire credit report. So it's going to show every single thing that a hard pull would. It just does not impact the credit. Is it a real score? So that's another uh, thing that's interesting to, to actually consider. Um, when someone's credit report is pulled, a score is not always accompanying that credit report. Like if you go to myannualcreditreport.com and you pull your own credit report, you're not going to get a FICO score. A FICO score is an ancillary product that's in addition to a credit report. So does a pre-qualification soft pull have a score? You know, that's a great thing about what we offer here is that iSoftPoll, we don't only give you the full entire credit report, we give you the FICO score too as well. So when someone's going to check their own credit, they're not going to see their FICO score unless you go to myfico.com and you pay $19.95 to actually view your score. To be able to actually view your full entire credit report with your FICO score is just an added bonus that we here at iSoftPoll provide our end users with so they can better do their job. Because when it comes to viewing a credit report, the overall credit worthiness of someone is determined by that FICO score. But you know, without having the score, 
our end users would be forced to go through, analyze the entire report, which a lot of our end users do because they want to get more detailed information. But by providing the FICO score, it's that quick snapshot into the total credit worthiness of that consumer. But to answer your question more clearly, a credit report, it does not always um, is accompanied with the FICO score. It's uh, going to have all of the same information that a hard pull does. But with iSoftPull, you don't only get the credit report, you get the FICO score too as well. So is it so if, if the pre-qualification report gives a report and a score, is it the same score that's on a hard pull? What, I don't, what's the difference? I don't get it. So here's the thing about FICO scores. There's 56 different FICO scoring models. Each bureau uses a different FICO score model that are identical in comparing the, the different algorithms. So I'll give you an example. You know, um, for mortgage, they, uh, they make it simple compared to the other uh, industries. But each bureau, TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax, they only have one mortgage score. While with auto, for example, there's you know, six to 10 different auto scores that could be uh, pulled from each bureau. So is it the same score that the lender sees? It depends on if it's the same scoring model that the lender pulls. Um, you know, a simple answer to your question is as long as our end user sets up the same FICO scoring model to be pulled by us and relayed back to them, yes, it's going to be the same FICO score. But it's, you know, us as being credit reporting specialists to determine and help you decide what's the best FICO scoring model to use. And so, you know, that's why we really need to be uh, careful to analyze our customers' uh, current situation, what their needs are, and find them the best solution for providing them the information they need so they can accurately assess the pre-qualification status of their clients. All right. So, so soft pull, so soft pull fact four, pre-qualification soft pulls do not set off trigger leads. True or false? True. Very true. So this is actually one of uh, one of my favorite things to talk about. To to be honest with you, so trigger leads. So let's let's start out from the gate. What is a trigger lead? A trigger lead. What it is? It's a product sold by the credit bureaus, TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. What it does is it's data that is sold to someone in the lending industry, whether it's mortgage, auto, personal loans, business loans, insurance. What it does is it is data bought by those businesses in those industries that indicate this person has just put in an application for financing. They are in the market and they are about to close on a deal. Therefore, it's in the consumer's best interest for you being a competitor in the industry to reach out to them to let them know whether or not you can offer them a better rate or better terms on the loan they're about to take out. The thing about trigger leads is it's actually to protect the consumer against predatory lending. What do you mean by that? So if someone only had one option and they didn't know about what's available to them, they might be railroaded into terms, into conditions that maybe aren't in their best favor. By selling trigger leads, the Bureau's um, reasoning behind it is we'll sell these this information to 
people in the industry who also offer these same services to allow the consumer the best opportunity to get the best rate. It's, you know, I kind of compare it to, um, to like dating. We'll say, uh, you know, someone is uh, just about to get married and the dad goes, no, I want every single man in the United <laughs> States to know this woman's about to get married and I want all the best suitors in the area to be able to give them, give her the best, uh, the best uh, courting uh, before uh, she gets locked into uh, a, a contract. Yeah. That, uh, it is she, a contract. Yeah, that she's, uh, you know, c- could not be in her favor. And so really, do you think we should, we should vouch for that as a new legislation that anytime you get married, you have to put it in the newspaper? You know, uh, <laughs> I, I think the fathers would like it and, yeah. and the, the women would not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So if you could describe trigger leads in, in one sentence, how would you describe them? Trigger leads are there to protect the borrower from taking out a loan that doesn't have the most favorable terms. Um, Now, a lot of people say that trigger leads are annoying at best. Um, You know, the one thing is, it's just like with anything, you know, a a good thing can be um, turned into something that is not beneficial. And a lot of times, um, you know, I think trigger leads get into the hands of, of um, people that are trying to um, manipulate a situation and offer rates uh, that are just um, way too good to be true. And because of that, uh, trigger leads have become um, something that is viewed down upon when in reality they really were there to... Uh, one, let's be honest, uh, have another product that the to bureaus sell. can sell. Yeah. Uh, but two, to allow consumers to have a better uh, 360 degree view of uh, their financing options. So back to the original question, do pre-quals not set off trigger leads? Pre-quals do not set off trigger leads, which for our end users is the best case scenario. If I was a lender or a broker and I was working hard with a consumer to get them financing, the last thing I want them to know is if there's better rates or better services out there that are going to negate all of the work that I put in in order to secure the loan. But I'm still going to have to run a hard pull in the end, so they're still going to get trigger leads. So why? What's it matter? It's all about building relationships. I mean, when you're in the finance industry, you're a salesman. And when it comes to sales, it's about building that um, one-on-one trust with the consumer. And just because something's cheap or cheaper doesn't mean it's better. You know, good things aren't cheap and cheap things aren't good. So doing a loan with someone that you like, that you can trust, that you can go back to later on and know that they're going to do right by you is not always um, going to be weighted on whether or not you're getting the lowest term or the lowest rate. It's really about, you know, that, um, that personal um, trust that you build with a lender or a broker. And let's be honest, in this day and age, um, you want to support your local lender and broker because, you know, you don't want to go with these, um, you know, another company might be not even in your local area and, and you got to support local, you know, that's why we here in, um, in, you know, the great city of Carlsbad, California, we really like working with our, our local lenders and, and brokers because, you know, while we are American credit systems and, you know, the whole United States is, is our, our territory, um, we really do take a lot of pride in our local, uh, 
economy. And that's what it, really what it comes down to. Nice. I soft pull fact five. A soft pull doesn't replace a hard pull. Um, what do you mean by that? My interpretation of it is that even if you do a soft pull, you still have to do a hard pull, right? But then why do a soft pull in the beginning? Dan, I, I, I look at soft pulls and hard pulls like this. When you go to get ice cream, you're given the option to take a sample, right? Before you pick the, the flavors you want for the Sunday, might as well get a little taste of it before you actually commit to fully getting this flavor in a three-scoop Sunday. Sure. So That's actually a good, that's a good analogy because it's the same Sunday. It's, it's the same taste. It's the same thing. It just, one, you're not fully committing to eating that whole entire Sunday. Probably don't even have to pay for it. It's a lot cheaper. It's, you can say no. It, yes, you can. And you can switch it up. If, if, if it's not the right fit for you, you can, without too much of a commitment, you can go to someone else. It's probably easier, save time. Yep. Right? You save, um, save calories too as well. Save calories too yeah, as right. well. So does a soft pull replace a hard pull? A soft pull cannot replace a hard pull. Why no. not? Because it's used for pre-qualification. I soft pull fact six. A soft pull can provide an accurate FICO score. Just as accurate as a hard pull. True or false? Absolutely true. A uh, FICO score is a FICO score. Right? It doesn't change based on whether it's a pre-qualification or whether it's a full loan application. But how is it the same if you're if you're not if you're just using a name and address? You got to use social. It's the same analogy. If you're going to get a sample of ice cream, it's not going to be a different ice cream when you say that's the one I want. It's the same thing. The FICO score is a algorithm that's used to check and determine your credit to determine your credit worthiness. So when they pull your FICO score and they view that number, as long as they don't go and pull a totally different scoring model, that FICO score is going to be accurate. It's going to be the same. All right. Soft pull fact eight. Soft pulls are significantly cheaper than hard pulls. True or false? That's uh, absolutely true. What do you mean by that? Well, you can pull from three bureaus for a fraction of the cost versus for a pre-qualification than you could from three bureaus for qualification. It's uh, the difference between um, spending $30 to $50 for something or spending, you know, four to $10 for something. Yeah, so soft pulls, we'll just put it out there. Soft pulls are about three bucks per bureau. Three to four dollars. Sometimes you get down to two if you're doing thousands. And try merges for all three bureaus. They're thirty bucks a pop, right? You do a co-applicant, and now you're at sixty. Yeah. So soft pulls are cheaper. Um, and there's a way. There's different ways to skin the cat, right? So you can do a single bureau soft pull for three dollars and determine that somebody's a four sixty or a four eighty. Then you don't need to pull the other two bureaus. You already know they're unqualified off one bureau. That's why we always recommend pull one bureau. See if they're qualified. And then if you need to do a deeper dive, then you pull the second or third. Right. Um, so true or false, soft pulls are significantly cheaper than hard pulls. True. Why? Well, just cost basis. Yeah. So if you have something that's $3 versus something that's 10 to 20 to, you know, man, sometimes 30 to 60. I mean, it's the, 
it's just logic. There's no real analysis there. I guess they're just flat out cheaper. They're flat out cheaper and you get the same information. I soft pull fact nine. All three credit bureaus provide soft pulls. True. Yeah, TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax, they all have a pre-qualification tool known as a soft pull. How is this possible? Well, it's, it's pretty simple. So the credit bureaus, they're an information providing conglomerate. What they do is they provide us the information that we then package and present to our end users in the most logical way for them to do their job. The bureaus don't specialize in software. They specialize in providing data. We specialize in software, which then we interpret to provide to our consumers, being our end users, with the most easy to read formats when it comes to getting the data that they need. I like to look at it this way. You know, you have an automobile and you have the gasoline, right? Well, the bureaus, they provide the gasoline. We're the automobile. To get you from point A to point B, you need a good automobile, automobile provider to get you there. Well, that's what ISOPOL is. So are you guys authorized resellers of the credit bureaus now? We are. We are an authorized reseller currently of TransUnion and Equifax with Experian coming onto our platform in July of 2022. So what FICO score, if I'm a broker... What FICO score should I use? Dan, if you're a broker and you want the same exact FICO score as your lender, it's important that you get the same model as them. So how do I do that? Well, you have a relationship with your lender. All I recommend doing, all my brokers is say, reach out to your lender, ask what FICO scoring model do you guys pull? Then you let us know here at iSoftPull. We will set you up with the same exact model. iSoftPull fact 10. There's many different versions of FICO scores. Why is that? Dan, it's pretty simple. Con consumers' behavior changes over time. So because of that, there needs to be new updated algorithms that are going to be calculated by the companies that calculate the scores. There's not just one scoring model. There's many scoring models because the behavior of the consumers change over time. As things change over time, certain things become more important other things become less important. So it's just keeping up with the times and adjusting to consumer's behavior. All right. So what's the difference between Vantage and FICO? Is Van I hear Vantage isn't a real score or is it the FICO score? What's, what's the situation? So Dan, the difference between a FICO score and a Vantage score is like comparing the difference between Pepsi and Coke in the financial world. What do you mean by that? They're both a score that's generated to determine someone's credit worthiness. It's just coming from two separate companies. So is one better than the other? One is not necessarily better than the other. One, though, is used more widely in the financial services industry. Which one? FICO is used 90% of the time to determine someone's credit worthiness. Why? You know, that's because... FICO scores have been around since 1956. So they were formed by a company, the Fair Isaac Corporation, here in Southern California by Mr. Fair and Mr. Isaac. One was a mathematician. The other one was, um, you know, a marketing genius. And they put together the FICO score to analyze 
the risk that a lender would take by awarding a loan to someone. And throughout the years, um, they were well known and they were adopted by being the leader of these determining numbers to find the creditworthiness. And then when the bureaus, TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax saw that, you know, there might be some room in the industry from this monopoly that the FICO company was, uh, was cornering, they are the ones that established the Vantage score. So Vantage score is established by TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. So who made Vantage? TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax created the Vantage score. And who owns FICO? FICO is owned by the Fair Isaac Corporation. So one is a publicly traded company, and the other was, is owned by the credit bureaus. Interesting. All right, that concludes the top 10 facts of iSoftPool and Soft Credit Checks. Dan Daniel and Matt Shear here at the main course. We're going to go over a few extra things right now, and we're going to talk about the benefits to consumers, the benefits to borrowers. Um, a lot of the times we're always talking about the benefits to the lender. But let's talk about the benefits to the borrower. Absolutely. Why, why is it in the best interest of borrowers to do soft pulls? So we'll start off with inquiries. Why do inquiries matter? Well, inquiries matter because the more inquiries you have on your credit rating, the more of a risk you are determined to be because you are frantically out there looking for money. An inquiry notes that you are putting in an application for financing. So why are inquiries bad? Because they lower your FICO score. Every inquiry you have lowers your FICO score, on average, roughly about six points. Why? Because you're putting in an application for financing. The more applications you put in for financing, the more of a risk you are to a lender. Because if you're taking out multiple loans, you're more likely to default on one of those loans. Why is it a benefit for no social security number? We know it's a benefit for the lender to not have to ask the social security number. But why is it a benefit for the consumer? Um, it's pretty simple. The more times you have your social security number out there floating around, the more you are at risk for identity theft. Why would you want to work with a loan officer that uses softballs? I mean, many reasons. Uh, the first thing is, if I can get a quick analysis on my possibilities for getting financing with providing very little personal information without taking up too much of my personal time, that's going to be a win for me every single time without a doubt. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the iSoftPull Main Course Podcast, Season 1, Episode 3 with Matt Shear. Glad to have you. Thank We're you. We're going to be doing more podcasts over the next couple of days and next couple of weeks and hopefully next couple of seasons. And we look forward to having you back on. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the Main Course for straight-to-the-point business insights. 